welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here, and I am joined as always by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. Right off the top, we'd want to invite you to join us via the Peaceful Ease hotline. 424-625-5562 is that number. Again, 424-625-5562. Give us a call. Leave us a message. Ela loves to hear from you, and so do I. You can also email us if you'd like to do that. Podcast at PeacefulEase.com is the email address. And the website, of course, PeacefulEase.com, where you can find out more about the show and more about Ela as well and connect with her. Ela, how's everything going? I'm still in Switzerland, still hiking, still with the cows. <laughs> How are the cows? <laughs> the cows are doing great. I think they're all up in the mountains now because of the heat. And it's just so beautiful here. I'm really happy to be here. So over the course of the last few episodes, we've been recording, you've been in Switzerland, and we've talked about this on the last couple of episodes but we haven't really talked about why you're in Switzerland or mm-hmm. what took you to Switzerland or what's all going on there because the first however many episodes that we did you were in LA now you're in Switzerland so what's going on in Switzerland <laughs> yeah so the reason i came here maybe there are two the first reason was we do this week long hikes every year so we just take time off and really like cross one mountain after another for a whole week, like we sometimes cover 50 miles going up 11,000 feet and going down 6,000 feet. And it's just this beautiful week of no electronics, no phone signal, nothing. When you say we, you mean yourself and your husband, Brian, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I wish I could take my puppy too, but she's just too little. (laughs) But she is in Switzerland with you, right? (laughs) She's with me. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the reason I came here. But there was also something in me saying, just take a bit of time in Switzerland. So I added up, I managed to have a whole month in one place. I'm grateful for it. And I've been here for three weeks now. And when I came here, I kind of found out why I had to stay here so long. It was a question that was kind of in the back of my mind, but I couldn't hear it when I was in LA because, you know, when you're busy, it's just very hectic. So when I came here, the question popped up and I'm just waiting for you to ask to keep it more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I was giving you some space and some time to really get into it for dramatic, pause for dramatic effect. What's the the question that came up? So Um, let me, let me just reframe this really quickly. When you went to Switzerland, you knew you had to go for a reason. You're feeling pulled to go there for one reason or another. You didn't know exactly what that reason was. Now that you're there and you're alone and you're, you know, spending time within yourself, you've uncovered this question that you believe you're there to ponder and to come up with or allow an answer to come to you. 
Yeah, that's it. And I was just talking with a friend of mine, Max from Berlin, and I shared this question with him. And the question left him also going, okay, I need to take some time off now. <laughs> so this may be a dangerous episode for the listeners. <laughs> this may be a question for you to create some kind of retreat around because you're going to have hordes of people just taking time away from what they're doing to go answer <laughs> this one question. Yeah, exactly. This is the question. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to hear the question? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> okay. So the question is, who would I be without the need to maintain the current me? Now I'll repeat that. Who would I be without the need to maintain the current me? What do you think? It's profound. I mean, when you think <laughs> when you think about that, how much time do we, and effort, and energy, and thought do we spend trying to? It, in human needs psychology tells us the greatest need in the human personality is to show up and act consistent with who we believe we are. So mm -hmm. we're constantly trying to prove to ourselves who we believe we are. So if you strip everything away and you go to a place where you're just there. You have nothing on your calendar. You have not the normal things around you. Who are you really in that place? And now you have to create almost a new identity to figure that out. And so I think it's so profound because in everyday life, we put things around us to help us facilitate the process of being who we believe we are. Yeah. And that was the question in me because you know, I love Los Angeles and I was there, the weather was nice, I love California and I was surrounded by like-minded people everywhere. That's the beauty of LA, you know, you can just go to a cafe, you speak to the person like next to you and everyone is in the same wavelength almost. And then I had my beautiful office space looking at the Hollywood sign and my clients and everything and I wanted to kind of take all that away from myself and see kind of what I do with it, who comes up, how do I react to it, and what do I do with all this time that I have right now. Like I look at my calendar and it's empty, and it's exciting, but it's also, okay, what's my plan for today? I go for a hike, I eat, and then you know, I still have half of the day left. And that's the time that's been so priceless for me to understand and to get to know myself in a completely different level from a completely different perspective. You know, from this personal coach healer in Los Angeles, I came here and have been staying in this beautiful cow town <laughs> and collecting snails in the garden sometimes, you know, or doing stuff like digging out the weed in the grass, even though everyone told me it will just come back in two weeks. Don't waste your time. I'm like, I have so much time right now. that I don't know what to do with it. A day is like 72 hours. And then who is this person in this situation now? And it's been refreshing. Do you find yourself in your travels, like when you're in LA, when you're in Switzerland, when you're in Germany, wherever it is that you go, when you enter that new place, do you find yourself automatically showing up as someone a little bit different than when you are in the other places? 
I think we all do, you know? For me, the answer is yes. I adjust very quickly. So wherever I go, I think we all kind of fit in to that place. Like in Los Angeles, I'm very talkative. You know, anyone, like if I'm in the queue waiting somewhere, I just start talking with people. It's very American. And I love that. I love that connectedness in a way. But here in Switzerland, you don't do that. You can wait in a bus stop with someone next to you for 20 minutes and you wouldn't say a word. It's just more about individuality or privacy. Like I have this cute little Pomeranian dog. And in LA, walking with this dog is like walking with a celebrity. Everyone is like, oh my God, so cute. Can I pet your dog? And one thing about LA is your dog can go everywhere with you. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> I love it because I have a little puppy too. But here on the East Coast, I take him as many places as I can. But there are certain places where you just don't take dogs into. In LA, there's no rules. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's been to the theater with me, sound bath, everywhere. You know, there are no limits. <laughs> but here it's so different. Like people and even little kids, they look at my dog and she's very cute and they want to play and they want to say, oh my God, this is so cute. Can we pet your dog? But they don't. I see it in their eyes, but they keep the distance. So the culture is more like, Give people the space. And first I found it a bit weird because just coming from Los Angeles, I'm like, yeah, come on. If you want to play with my dog, play with my dog. But now I'm like, thank you for giving me the space. So it was interesting to see how quickly I adjusted and I started to do the same to others. Is there a current version of yourself that you've created since being in Switzerland up until now that you're maintaining or do you try to recreate every single day? Hmm. Very good question. My intention has been since I arrived here is to dissemble myself more than create a new version. I really wanted to take parts and take away a lot of things from myself, like, you know, the Los Angeles, the coach, all these identities and see what I do with it. But I think, and I have been doing that, I, I have been discovering parts of me that are very different, especially going for hikes, being challenged physically. Sometimes there's a hole, the path is closed, there's a tree in the middle of the road. I can't continue, but I can't go back either because that will be too late. Like you find yourself in situations that kind of challenge you in different ways. But I think I have been building up a new me with, who is more resilient, who just gets on with whatever and who's more open to whatever. And I think this is also not new because every year when we go hiking, we were challenged in sometimes severe ways. Like the first year, I didn't have the correct, the right hiking boots apparently I found out in the middle of our hike because I woke up and I saw two of my big toe nails standing upright both big toes yeah <laughs> and my instinct was like oh I want to put them back but the nails 
I don't want to sound disgusting, but the nails were dried out and I, they didn't fit back on my toes. And I wanted to kind of take them off, but they were still connected. So Brian woke up and he found me twisting the toenails and trying to get them off. And he was like, what are you doing? Just leave that. I can just imagine the look on his face. <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, whoa. And I don't register any, like there was no pain or anything at that stage. But then we were in the middle of nowhere and we had to continue. We were in the mountains and we were going up to a glacier and it was snowing. And all I could do was like put on flip-flops because like my feet wouldn't fit in the boots. Talk about a challenge. (laughs) Not only do you have a tone, the biggest toenail missing from both feet, but you're climbing a mountain in the snow in flip-flops. Yeah. And I was by the glacier going over rocks in flip-flops and they're not even sandals. So my feet were sliding down as I was climbing up (laughs) here. This should be like a movie or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good scene. Yeah. So this country challenges me in that way. This, the hikes challenge me in that way. And they do bring up a kind of very resilient, a true survivor, almost like very, physical person who wouldn't just stop and there was the option to stop and I was like no we just continue I'm not going to give up you know and and that's beautiful and you it's hard to maintain that person in the luxury of uh, you know a city life though it's not it's just not the same after this event takes place or after you have this type of experience what does that add to Ela? I know it gives you that feeling of I can get over anything, but you talk about deconstructing and reconstructing yourself. When you go back to LA from Switzerland or wherever you are and you go through these really deep experiences and you overcome these challenges and you go back, is there a process that you use to keep the certain parts that you want to keep and discard the rest or does it just all become one addition? I see it as growth. So I just become a wider being in a way that I can handle more variety of things. And I think it's vital for what I do. You know, I want to be able to relate to as many different experiences as I can. And most of them, are negative because that's when people struggle. That's when they look for help, which actually is interesting because that makes me, when I face a challenge, that makes me look at the challenge as an opportunity. So if I look at my life, I've experienced what it is like to go bankrupt. I had an advertising agency in London, which I ran successfully for five years, but with the 2008 property crash, no one was advertising anymore. So I had to kind of shut it down. And I know the feeling. I made some wrong financial investments. I struggled with accidents. I had a major accident that I had to recover from, and it took me a long time. I struggled with tropical diseases. I went through a divorce before my marriage. I went through so much that... I can relate to what it is like. 
And all this experience, including climbing up to a glacier in flip-flops, <laughs> all this experience make me a stronger person overall, a calmer person, because I know I've dealt with it. I know what it is like, and I know I can handle it. Even if it happens again, I hope it won't. But if it happens again, I know how to go through it. So one of the things that you said before you explained all of this that really caught my attention was it makes you a wider person. Mm -hmm. That imagery and that phrase really resonates because I can think about that. You know, most people, they want to be big and they want to be, you know, indestructible and they want to have those, and they think those experiences are battle tested, so to speak, but becoming wider and more encompassing with experiences and taking on the skill sets and the just going through those and knowing that you can go through a lot and being able to relate back to other people who are going through it, I think is just amazing. And the thing that goes full circle, because now that you're in Switzerland and now that you're trying to get back to, I'm going to re reiterate that question that you asked, who would I be without the need to maintain the current me? It strips you down to your core. Mm -hmm. And I think that that core with all those experiences is really wide. Yes. And it's really built and it has a lot of layers to it. But I think that being in an environment like LA or whatever the current environment is that we get comfortable with mm -hmm. covers up that core yeah. and we show up as a product of the environment that we're in. So by changing that environment drastically and stripping that all away, now you can get back to your essence. Correct. That you've been building your entire life. Yeah. Comfort limits. That's it. So we spend all this time and money to be comfortable just to find out that we are limited to our comfort zone, comfort limits. So what I often do every couple of years, just take away everything from myself and see what I do again. <laughs> just keep start, starting over. <laughs> well, it's not starting over because I'm not starting right. from scratch because I'm growing. And the image you picked up is correct it's, i think it's beautiful because when i said it like i will be a wider person i had the image of this endless space in my mind it's like just a black space that encompasses everything you know the galaxies the black holes the planets the stars everything is in there and everything is okay and that's how i would like to be and that's how i see myself it's just an, it's a growing space. And I think potentially in my essence, it's endless and it's true for all of us, but it just takes some effort to realize that. So I see it as growing, but in essence, it's endless. I absolutely love that. I'm going to use that and I'm going to think about that more because when you think about wider, the first thing that popped into my head when you said that imagery wise is the Great Wall of China. <laughs> because you think about, I think about that and I think about, you know, can you climb over it? Yeah. I mean, it's not super, super tall. If you put in some effort and some time, you can climb over it, mm -hmm. but good luck getting around it because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just so long and so vast. And it's like most people, and I hear this a lot, especially in the entrepreneurial world, building the biggest building in town, the tallest building, trying to build up, up, up. But it's like when everyone else is trying to go up, what if you went wide? Because I think there's power, there's power there too. And I think being a wider person and thinking of that Great Wall of China that's been around for so long and that, you know, you, it's really, really hard to get around it. And that's why they built it. But it's very powerful. Yeah. And, you know, I have this series, for example, if you go to a vast building like a cathedral or something, it's so impressive. You know, you enter it and you feel, I mean, 
first of all, it's just filled with this beautiful energy in general. I love visiting places that people pray. It has this kind of nourishing energy. It doesn't matter whether it's a temple or a cathedral or something. But when you go to a vast building like that, I think what impresses us is not just the size of the building, but it's the space within that building. You remember like looking up to the ceiling, which seems like miles away, it's like up in the sky. And in between, I mean, in every room, the biggest thing is always the space. Just look around yourself wherever you are right now. Even if you're in a car, it's like it's the space that fills the place. And that's how I would like to see myself. I would like to be that space that encompasses everything and that the person who's okay with everything, who knows how to deal with everything, because it's very hard to edit life. And we don't have the power to say, okay, I only would like to get this and that, please, and not these ones. So my kind of way of growing myself has always been growing, kind of like building a toolbox, a psychological toolbox that enables me to deal with any problem. If something is stuck, I have the right tool to open it. If something is broken, I have a glue-like tool to fix it. And this toolbox is growing and doing these retreats or taking away everything from myself every couple of years and throwing myself into some small place. This time it's a beautiful <laughs> town in Switzerland. Gives me that opportunity to build new tools and also go through my toolbox and see what I haven't been used and still you know if I need that. Sometimes I find things within my mind that I go, Huh, I used to do that. It's funny. I don't need this tool anymore. I can just let it go now. Eli, it's been an honor and a pleasure as always. I've loved this conversation. Who would I be without the need to maintain the current me? Such a fantastic question that could go so many different directions, but I think it's one that everyone deserves to ponder on. They, you deserve it to think about that, to really try to, even if you don't have to go to Switzerland. I mean, you, if you can, great. <laughs> Ela would love to have some company at this point, I'm sure, but or maybe not. But just think about the question, even if you just only have an hour, if you can put yourself in a place, in a room that's empty for an hour without any distractions and really ponder on that question, I think you'll find something of value in that hour that you can apply to your life. And so, Ela, do you have anything you want to leave listeners with before we wrap this episode up? Just the question itself. Who would you be without the need to maintain the current you? Such a great question. As always, I want to remind everyone, connect with us, Peacefully's Hotline, 424-625-5562 is that number. You can also email us, podcast at peacefullyse.com. And check us out online. Check Ela out. Peacefullies.com is where you can find her. Ela, as always, thank you so much. And I can't wait to speak with you on the next episode. Thank you, Mario. Bye-bye. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. And we'll talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.